That's what I'm talking about. Podcast is brought to you in association with Store 57 Productions. Welcome to part two of this week's episodes. In this part, we'll be talking about managers' comings and goings, and we'll also be discussing the big transfer rumours ahead of the transfer window kicking off big style. So let's do it to it. Let's continue the manager talk. Obviously, the biggest news is Arsenal appointed uh, Emery from PSG. Will it be a success? Or is it another possible Moise? I think it depends how you define success for Arsenal. I think success for Arsenal would be, especially after this season, I think just back in the Champions League. Then no. Not think you'll get there? I don't think they'll get Champions League football. The issue I have with the appointment is he's been brought in because he is a manager who is willing to coach players that are brought in without his knowledge basically he doesn't sign players the club sign players and then he just coaches them so it all depends on what Arsenal's recruitment is like and in the past it's not proved to be too he did sign that one from Leicester though didn't they and uh, he's supposed to be the you know the genius behind Mares, can't he Scout yeah the Scout sorry yeah he signed that Greek uh, centre back who was amazing against Man United and everyone was asking him to start playing and stuff like that so potentially they've, they've got the right things they've got place. the right things in place for your situation Michael the issue with that is like you say successful stories where the likes of Vardy from non-league football this is Arsenal Football Club no he weren't there for Vardy he was there for Marez Championship he was there for Canhain so Premier League they're still not top six I know they won the Premier League they were fantastic winning the Premier League but they're not top six players that he's gone and found well, you say that, but Kante, now Chelsea, Marez looks like he's going to join City, so they are top six players. He does have potential to be top exactly, six Exactly, yeah. Well, he's got two success stories that are top six players. What about all the Fox at Leicester? Exactly. I'm just, just saying what, what I've read. How, how many... I'm not backing him. I'm we're not, not, we're not I'm not his big... I'm, I'm not saying... Let's he, not get sensitive. Let's I'm not saying he's... You know, I'm not, not, I'm not his biggest fan, but... How many players is he going to have to sign? to find the Marais. And another problem they've got is Arsenal fans are sick and to death of not spending money. But it sounds to me like he's the type of money but Arsenal fans are bargain. What you want is somebody who's experienced of going and spend, finding a player for £60 million who is world-class and ready to be world-class straight away. But they tried that this year. Exactly, and it's not worked. Has it not? To, to a certain extent. Lacazette should have set the Premier League alight from day one the way the media hyped him and the manager and the players scored and plenty of goals and had a big injury I think he had a good season I think that's but I, but he had a good season but the way that he was hyped up at the start of the season should have had an amazing season he should have been the catalyst for well, Arsenal finally being title that's challenges. not Lacazette's fault that's the media's fault for overhyping a player Lacazette had a good season as a striker 
oh my ink had a good season since coming in in January. The the issue one of the Lacazette's issues was Sanchez. Once they got rid of Sanchez and he got over it, he unfortunately got injured after Sanchez left and only came back for the last few games. But when he came back, him and Obamai got a great partnership. So I, I think that the big money signings that they made this year were more than justified. The issue is signing the right player. He's now got to go and sign players for mainly the centre backs. He's got to start his defence in midfield because at the minute it's, it's not good enough. And it's, if you're saying they brought in Leicester's scout, you used to go and find bargains like Maris who become great players. That's not going to appease the Arsenal fans. The Arsenal fans want you to go out and spend £60 million on Sergio Ramos. Whatever. But Arsenal fans are deluded. But that's, yeah. that's, that's the issue he's got. And at the end of the day, Arsenal Wenger was proof of it. Arsenal are a business, not a club. They want to save money year in, year out. They want to make the most profit they can. So that's one of the reasons why they brought this scout in. They don't want instant success. The fans do, like all other fans do. But at the end of the day, the board want profit. But that's dangerous. Of course it's dangerous. Even for a team like Arsenal, if they have two years not reaching the highs they should do, it's an easy trap to get stuck in saying, well, it's going to come. We've got these players coming through. I just think it's a dangerous game. They need to set the foundations before they start looking for these younger... Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely agree with that. This year, you know, sort of proved that in the fact that they were almost caught by Burnley, which means that they're not too far away from being dragged into what will be the second table. If teams like Burnley and Everton are getting close to them, we're saying that there's not a lot from 8th down to 20th. I mean, is Arsenal only just above that? And if... If they get complacent and, like I say, use this new amazing scout who can find us bargains in the market and it turns out he's signing more flops and success stories, you know, Emery's a good coach, but there's only so much you can do with the plays that he's provided. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The things I'm saying are just realistic, but I'm completely on your wavelength. I do want to see Arsenal sign a world-class centre-back for £60 because he's worth £60 like, I don't know, Ferran from Real Madrid. Someone of that calibre, you know, world-class, gets all the headlines. There's a lot of talks about keeper. They've got potential to sign any keeper they want as well because apparently they want to get rid of Czech as well. So I want to see that from Arsenal. I just don't think we will see that from Arsenal. The problem with Arsenal is I think they spend too much money on players they didn't necessarily need. Yeah. Once they signed like is it, I don't think they needed to go and get out that young. But that's nothing they can change about that. Now they need to develop something, a plan going forward. Of, I can't remember the last defender they signed. Was it Mustafi? Yeah. Signed last, last high-profile defender they signed. Obviously they signed Kos, um What's his name from Shout? I see the left back. Kalashinak. on a free last summer. Uh, they've signed that Greek one in January, but like, the last. High profile defender at the time would have been Mustafi for 39 a couple of years ago. Was that after the Euros? Yeah, yeah. Must have him he's been linked since last summer as well. With leaving. With leaving. We don't so think he's good enough. They need to work on from centre mid backwards. Everything else is fine, Arsenal. Yeah, they've got a front four there that will be good enough to compete with any in the Premier League. Exactly. Aubameyang, yeah. Gosol, and Mkhitaryan. That's as good as any front four I can name in the Premier League. Yeah. The, like, the biggest issue is everything behind it. Like Rams, Ramsey is good enough, if fully fit. If. Exactly, it's a big if. Wilshire would be good enough, 
if fully fit and if they signed him and obviously yeah but that's been the problem few of the players that they've trusted getting injured Sally Cazola being a prime one he is more than good enough and he had too many injuries in the last few years I would agree that Wilshire and Ramsey are good enough technically but if we're saying that front four which one of the front four do you drop because you can't play Wilshire and Ramsey as your two midfielders behind them true they're both attacking midfielders you like to get forward now you can play them as a three and maybe put a match type figure behind them and have Wilshire on the left and Ramsey on the right but then you lose one on your front four so what do you want to do that they, they need a match type player to potentially sit alongside Ramsey because it looks like they're going to put a lot of stock in Ramsey because apparently he's going to sign a new big money contract doesn't matter what Xhaka was signed for if that was that's bad recruitment because that's not what Saka does that's not what he did for He's a box-to-box yeah. attack, you know, do a bit of defending, isn't it? He's not an out-and-out, he's not a Matic, he's probably... He'd be closer to Pogba than Matic in terms of what he did at Munchen Gladbach. Mm. Um, so what they did, they probably looked at his stats and thought, oh, he looks a lot like Matic, we'll ask him to do that job, that's not what he does, that's Doesn't not how he like plays. Another big manager, uh, not-so-big club, Pellegrini's back in the Premier League, joined West Ham. Is it a gamble? Or is it a safe bet? I think it's a gamble. I think it's a bit like the manager that got Fulham relegated. I can't remember what his name was, but he'd, he'd won titles wherever he'd gone with the likes of Bayern Munich. And I think Bellegrini is a top-level manager for who wins title titles for teams. He won't be used to what he's going to have to do at West Ham, which is being a dogfight. West Ham shouldn't be in a dogfight, and I think that's the type. Of, that's why they've signed him. Because I think they're assuming with the players we've got, the money we've spent, the manager we've got, I'm sure the owners are thinking we shouldn't be involved in relegation. But they I'm should sh- be pushing for Europa League. But I'm sure they were thinking that last year as well. Yeah, they were. And they got very, very close to that being relegated. So I think it's a risk because it's an experience Bellegrini won't have had before. But we've just been speaking about playing it safe. So I think you've got to have an element of risk. Pellegrini is a Great. You want you want no, I think I think I think that's I think it's a risk, not in the same way that I, I think it's safe, I think that's the risk. I think they're assuming this is a manager who's gonna take us to the next level. And the Do you think it's gonna backfire? I I think it's something that I think they think it's safe and it could backfire. Because as soon as results start going against them, I don't think it's something they'll be used to. Mm. And I think the problem is they think it's safe. This is guaranteeing us not only top 10 possibly like you say pushing for your old league and maybe winning a trophy I think that's what West Ham think the signing we're getting Pellegrino because that's the calibre of manager he is I think they need a, a big change of squad don't they I mean yeah they've got, they've got a few it. positions that need fixing um, you just the, spoke about Lanzini yeah potentially leaving I think last year they had a bit of an identity crisis didn't stick to a formation chopped and changed a lot of the players for no reason, in my opinion, I thought that some players were getting used to the system and then the system would all of a sudden change and then that player would be dropped because he's not used to it. They need to stick with a striker, West Ham, whether that's buying one or sticking with Hernandez or Carroll. I think they need a striker. Because Anatovic is good and he you know, got on the goals that you know kept him up and kept him safe, but he's not a striker in the Premier League. He was in Germany, but he's not in the Premier League. I think they just need to sign... A few really good signings for a team like West Ham and they need to be Pellegrini signings, not club signings. And I think I think it's a good move for that Pellegrini went to West Ham. 
it, it could, like I say, it could be. It could be if they get off to a good start and they get away from any potential relegation battle, then, then and he, he doesn't get dragged into a dogfight, then he'll be fine and he might go push. If they, but we don't know what the fixtures are. Their three, first three fixtures are against top six teams. He could go into the first international break, bottom of the table on zero points. And that's when it, I think it's going to be an issue. Is if the, if it's kind, get off to you know get off to a good start, get away, break away from the pack early. They won't get into any trouble. He won't be experiencing anything he's not experienced before. The, the issue is, is if they get off to a bad start because he has to bring in too many players and they need time to try and gel together. You know, maybe it's a new system, a new type of football that some of the players that are already there don't know. That's where I think there's going to be an element of risk. Is it if they get off to a bad start, he's what will that do? But like, how will Pellegrini react to it? Now he's supposed to be a top-level manager, so you'd like to think he would react. But I say there's an instance a few years ago, Fulham brought in a manager who won four titles with Bayern Munich, and you know won titles at other clubs, and they finished bottom of the table. Sorry, I'm just trying to think of his name. I, I can't. I think it was like name. Pepe or something like that. That's going to really annoy me. <laughs> That's all I've been thinking about during this full conversation. Another team similar to West Ham is Everton. Went for it last year, put a lot of money in to the transfers, trusted the manager, got rid of him. They've not signed a manager yet, but obviously Marco Silva is the front runner after chasing him last season and being a free agent now. Is it the right fit? It's not necessarily the manager for me at Everton. I think the reason they were in trouble last year and why they might be in trouble again this year is that they sold the Kaku for big money and never brought in a striker this place now they brought in Tozen so if he can be a success this year and that's who they'll continue to get 20 goals a season and they'll be fine and the man- I don't think the manager changes that because the squad they've got should be good enough the only reason that Coleman didn't succeed is because they never went and signed him a striker and that was it so Marco Silva would be a good fit the squad's already there for me for him to do well so yeah I don't see why they shouldn't just be the standard seventh for Everton this year. Are they going to do what they did last year and sign a lot of players again? Or do you think, like you just said, do you think they're happy with this, the squad they've got now? And they'll just make one or two. And there's obviously big talks of a big clear out of quite a few of the players they did sign uh, leaving as well. I think that'll be the key. I think it depends on how many they get rid of and if they get rid of them. You would expect them to be busy in the market. Four or five players, maybe. But I don't think they'll do what they did last year and sign 12. Who's going? Klassen. Klassen is probably the biggest profile. He obviously was signed for a lot of money and never did anything. Looks like Rooney's going to leave. Yeah, he was in Washington, Washington like to finalise yeah, the deal. medical, so he's gone. Being rumoured with a left back, so I wouldn't be surprised with Baines getting on a bit if Baines was. I think that was more of a competition because they didn't have an out and out left back last year. They played a right a right-back at left-back for the majority of the season. A lot like City, they didn't have a recognised backup for Baines. I don't think Baines is going anywhere. I think Baines will retire at Everton. I won't be surprised if they try to offload Jagielka and Williams. I think they need to. Their, their age started to show last year. Big time. times. So they need a centre-back? Yes. They, 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 they need somebody to come in and sit alongside Keane, yeah. I think the foundations are there. Yeah. A decent spine. You know, Schneidlin should be fine he's, he needs more he, game time he's good enough he's him and um, what's his name Gay them two can be the two old midfielders for Everton they could have a really good season mm-hmm. I, I really like Michael Keane 
Yeah, Pickford as well. Pickford, Yeah, they've got really good potential because you know all of them are you know around twenty-seven or below as well. So it's so quite a youthful team in terms of starting eleven, and it's a youthful team with experience as well. Been in the Premier League for quite some time. Some of the issues might be with players' design. Like obviously, they've got Walcott, and you've mentioned that they're being with Shakira. I think that could be an issue because you would have thought Walcott and Shakira both have a bit of an ego. We'll both expect to start if they went and started. I think they would. Because name the other winger that we've got. Palassi. Oh, different. I, <laughs> I, I think something like that could cause some problems. Like what you don't want at Everton is to be signing players for big money that are going to be sitting on the bench and causing squad issues. Yeah. You know, look at the fact that Sanchez had an Arsenal at the beginning of last season. Don't want bad eggs in your squad, especially a team like Everton, because all it takes is one small thing like that and you're going to be dragged back into a relegation battle. They need to, so I think they need to be clever in the recruitment. So they need to get a centre-back, probably a strike for competition for Tozan yeah. and a camp. If they were to play two older midfielders, they'd need that. Extra. Well, they've got Sigurdsson, I think. Oh, got, yeah. I think they like Tom Davis. Yeah. You know, local boy, so... I'm so they don't sure. need they don't need a centre back really. So I think to become a really good team. I think they're looking at one or two starters and a couple of squad players that are happy to be squad players at a team like Everton. And I'd say that for me, Shakiri wouldn't fit that mould on the base because he'd be brought in as a starter. But that means you're then saying Blasio Walcott is becoming a squad player and Walcott left Arsenal to Everton, went to Everton from Arsenal to be a starter, not to be a squad player. So. I think they have to be very careful that they don't try and be too ambitious with certain players and cause issues within the squad. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. windows open. Not uh, not a lot of movement though as yet. Some big clubs going for some big players. Neymar's one of the biggest names that early on has been rumoured. He's come out yesterday and said he wants to play under Pep, never got the chance. Do you think he'd come to the Premier League and join Man City or do you think he is going to Real Madrid who has been linked with since joining PSG last season? This is going to sound crazy but Man City can't afford him. Why? Because he's got a £220 million buyout clause in his contract to PSG. Although Man City are the big spenders and the richest club in the Premier League is they won't spend that type of money on one player. Especially after winning the league at Canada last year. They will have a pot of £200 million for transfers this year. They're not going to spend it on one player, regardless of who he is. So he won't be going to City. If he goes anywhere, it'll be Real Madrid. I think he'll go Madrid as well. I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, well I, I, I say if he goes anywhere, I think he could stay. I think he's he's come out too many times this year and said he's not happy at Paris and... He wants bigger and better things. Real Madrid would suit that down to the ground for him. Let's face it, he was never going to be a PSG look. No. no. It was a transitional club for him. It was perfect club for him. He needed to get away from Messi. He needed a bit of a spotlight on him. PSG's good for a year, perhaps another one, but he needs to be back in the major leagues. I mean, The thing I would say about Neymar is he will only leave PSG for Real Madrid if Ronaldo's already left Real Madrid. Well, I was about to bring that up. Ronaldo coming out with a cryptic message basically saying his time at Real Madrid's up. If that is true, what is Ronaldo's next move? Who's got a billion pounds to spend on him? That's the question. 
He's not worth a billion pounds. That's his buyout clause. Yeah, but I, I think it's changed. I don't think Madrid are as keen to keep it. To keep it. Obviously, yeah, it's a buyout clause based on Real Madrid saying, no, we have to manage yeah. if, um, if Real Madrid are happy to get rid of it. thing is, if, if Real Madrid truly do want Neymar, they are going to have to sell big players to fund that move. Because like you say, it's 220 million. They won't have 220 million to spend on one player. So they've got to sell some big big players like Ronaldo and Bale to fund that. So where, where do you think it would go? Ronaldo will leave this summer, I, I do think, after what he said yesterday. He's done everything, hasn't he? He's done everything he can do at Real Madrid. Depends what he wants, because I can't see him wanting to go to America or somewhere like China yet, because he's still got trophies to win in, in Europe. The only issue I have is he will still want what he's being paid by Real Madrid at another club. But he's what, 33, 34? Do you really want so. do you really want to be signing? I mean, he's still shown that he's just as good as ever, so maybe it's less of a risk, but you're still offering four hundred thousand, whatever it would be, a week to a thirty four year old. I don't I don't think he is as as good as ever. Well, yeah, he might not be, I mean, might not be necessarily yeah, yeah. worse. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not the same Ronaldo as everyone thinks of Ronaldo. No, yeah, he's, but he, he's, he's still world class so he's, yeah. he's less but do you really want to be signing him on a two year contract massive money you've, you've also going to have to pay at least a hundred million for it for a 34 regardless of who he is he's still a 34 year old what there's not a lot of return on that If whoever signs him won't be able to resell it that's the biggest issue that they're going to have there's no resale value so really, the only teams in the world that can afford to take that risk, Chinese. Would a trade not be out of the question with Neymar? PSG have been linked with Ronaldo for a season or two. It's possible, but the reason PSG would be willing to sell Neymar is because they're going to be in trouble for financial fair play rules. And I'm not sure how a trade helps them in that situation. It's difficult to show the books like it would be difficult to show any financial income in via trade trade plus money it wouldn't be a straight swap it wouldn't be a straight swap so Real Madrid offer still it's still not going to balance the books it's 200 million they need to get back for Neymar so if they they get 100 million and Ronaldo he's then got to try and justify to fee for all your way for whatever it is you investigate so oh yeah Ronaldo's worth 100 million it's, it's, it's difficult to show it on your books as a trade so I, I think if they were going to do it they'd want the 200 million from Real Madrid in cash and then, buy and then potentially buy Ronaldo mm. well it sounded like Ronaldo that was already done the way he spoke after the game yeah he so sounds like he's got his next move yeah if it's only a matter of days I assume something's been agreed possibly yeah. beforehand I, I wouldn't be surprised if he moved to America at all I think He's a lot like Beckham and Ibra. He's more than just a footballer. He's, he's a franchise. And America's a brilliant place to go for that. That's one of the main reasons I, I would imagine that Ibra, Ibra went there. I, so I don't expand think his franchise. It's not time for him to go to America yet. Do you, do you two both think that he'll... I think he'll end up in America. Because uh, Beckham's come out and said he wants Ronaldo to be his first... Uh, his Miami club. Uh, and he's not afraid to spend the money on him. So I'm not sure when that... Hmm when Miami come into next is, season not this season is it next season so I think he will end up there but I, I'm I'm with you Al I think he's got more to give in, in Europe he's got one or two more years I feel would would a move to United be out of the question I think so 
Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. He won't be coming back to the Premier League, though, if he don't join United, I don't think. I couldn't see him coming back to any other club in the Premier League. You'd be looking at PSG, wouldn't you? Yeah, new, new country, new it's, challenge. Yeah, I mean, his options are PSG and United in Europe. I think United's issue, again, will be finances, considering what they're paying Sanchez. They'd have to pay Ronaldo more than Sanchez. Would um, one, of, one of these new like billionaire owners in Italy not be tempted to go get him? Mm. Make a statement? They could Possibly do. The, the other team I was thinking was Bayern, maybe. That they don't have the money. That's one of the things they've come out and said is they don't have the financial power anymore to compete with Barcelona, Real Madrid, and PSG. They're, they're selling quite a bit. They're selling quite a bit. A few players as well. Yeah. Well, rumoured to be selling quite a few. Like, I mean, obviously, it sounds like he wants to go, but I think if he wants to go, he's going to have to take a pay cut. Cause I think it's. I don't think there's, there's a lot of clubs. I don't think there's probably any clubs in Europe that are willing to. I think Man United is the only other club that would pay his wages just to see him back. Like I said, I don't think they would because like they're already paying Sanchez about half a million a week or something stupid and they'd have to pay Ronaldo more. They'd have to. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, wherever Ronaldo goes, he's going to be the highest earner at club because he won't sign for him if he isn't. And that's the issue that a lot of teams are going to have is they're offering a lot of money to a 34-year-old. He's already got that contract at Real Madrid. So why, why would he leave Real Madrid? and take a pay cut regardless of what I said more realistic signing from Real Madrid would be Bale his post-match interview on the pitch with BT was basically a come get me clause heavily linked with the Premier League with a few teams interested where do you think he'll go but more importantly what do you think which club do you think would best suit him I'm not sure where he'll go I don't think he'll leave do you know do you think they'll no. put a lot of faith in him after last night it's not just after last night. I, I just think I've just got a feeling it'll stay. I don't know why. I can't give you a. He's got the potential to be the number one man if Ronaldo is to go. If Ronaldo goes, look, it's look to, it's to get name. If, if Ronaldo leaves, it's to, it's to find us to move the name out. So it'll be number two yet again. Yeah, but I, th- I think I think Bale's got to kind of accept that. I, he, I, all he wants is to play week in week yeah, out. I don't think Bale is bothered about being number one. It's like you say he wants he wants to play football at the end of the day. Whether Bale leaves or where he goes is all dependent on what Real Madrid do in the market. Is if they are going to go for a big Galactico spend this year and bring in three or four, then you would imagine Bale will leave to help not only finance it, but the water bring in a replacement. So it depends on who they bring in to replace him. Obviously, we mentioned a few weeks ago that Real Madrid probably going to come out, might come after Salah this summer after the season he's had. If they did, I'm fairly certain we would say only if Bale comes the other way. Nice life flight replacement for us without having to do any recruitment. Whether Bale go for that, probably not, so it's all unbelievable. He did grow up as a Liverpool fan, so won't be totally out of the yeah. question. So I mean, like I say, again it's you know, Man United are the ones being heavily linked with him, but I still think they're gonna have an issue with their wage packet eventually if they keep, if they do sign a player like Bale. Well they're obviously, you know, they're they're putting the money behind it so they can win a Premier League title or a Champions League medal aren't they they're putting the money in it to basically buy what they want I mean I think one what I, I think was potentially most likely might actually be Chelsea they've obviously got the financial power there and Hazard's being able to move away if everyone just decided they wanted Hazard I wouldn't be surprised if Bale went in the opposite direction could you see both Bale and Ronaldo leaving I think I think it's only a matter of time not I, I think it is coming this season I think both, both in the same summer. Like, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, like I said, it depends on whether they 
already like highlighted the front three that they want to bring in because obviously we haven't mentioned him but like, I think we're all agreed that Benzema should be leaving because yeah. he's not good enough for Real Madrid anymore he was he was a great player for him but his time's probably come at Real Madrid so we're looking at them potentially losing the BBC but that means that they need to have already identified the front three to replace them if they haven't or if they're just going to go and see what happens or if they're bringing in Neymar and they think that's going to be all the money then I wouldn't be surprised if only one of them left or only a couple of them left and they, they tried to bring in a couple of other players Who could you see as the replacements because like you say it would be a totally new front three for Real Madrid personally I think it would be Neymar I think they'd really push for Mo Salah and I think Lewandowski or Dybala from uh, Juventus I think they might really push on that I think that's the what they want isn't it yeah. I don't think they will get solid I, think I don't think they will either but I think they'll, they'll go for it like they did with De Gea they'll just push and push and push for that well, they've never got De Gea so they won't get Salah so I don't think Salah, Salah won't go I think they've killed their interest on Lewandowski obviously they're still being heavily linked with Neymar whether I think it'll be Neymar or Hazard that they sign I don't think they'll get both and, and then I don't think they'd get the baller because he's not an out-and-out striker. But they will need, you know, that striker because Ronaldo's the one that's supplying the goals at the minute, so they but need to replace the baller. isn't an out-and-out striker. He plays more as a as a can nowadays in behind or as somebody who can play anywhere in behind. I thought he was, I thought he was still out-and-out striker. And he plays in behind Manchester and Higuain at Juventus, so he's not. So we could decide. That doesn't mean he can't be a centre. Yeah, player, he, he, what? Last year he was being linked with Man United and Juventus coach, his agent, his dad all came out and said you can't sign him as your number nine 30 goal season striker because that's not his game. So I'd be surprised if Real Madrid were going to go and spend 100 million on someone where a lot of people close to him have come out and said he's not an out and out number nine for a full season. He can play that job if you need him to, but that's when you've lost your number one striker, not as a not as your number one choice. So who could Real Madrid sign as their number one striker? Harry Kane. I don't think that. I don't think that would happen. I can't see that happening. No, not this season. Next season. Perhaps next season. I, um, I, I think that that's the thing that Real Madrid will look at is I think they'd probably identify. I think they would want Neymar, Kane, Salah, but they won't be able to get Kane and Salah this season. So I'm not sure this will be the time that they go for the big old ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if the only one that left would be Benzema and they kept Ronaldo and Bale for one more year or whether they kept Benzema and Bale for one year or if it's a case of we need to get Neymar this season which means we need to lose Ronaldo this season I'd be surprised if they were able to sign all three players this year unless they were to go for Lewandowski who's 29 and just say we'll have you for a season until we get Kane What about Mbappe? Looks like PSG's nailed on that Well again he signed for PSG didn't he it was a loan to permanent signing if they confirm they going to confirm it has it been confirmed that he's I think it was confirmed in when they signed it, it, was, a, it, was, it, was, it was a clause wasn't it in his, in his loan it wasn't a loan to permanent like you would we'll loan him at the end of the season it was we've signed him on permanent but because we've already spent 200 million on Neymar we need to sign him on loan I think a clause in his contract in his loan was that if they survive relegation then they sign him <laughs> yeah that, what, and obviously that was always going to happen so they basically did sign him from day one permanently but, but the transaction won't happen until legal yeah. loopholes meant it 
but they signed they him, pay him this season yeah, in, in March or something because otherwise it would have been something like 370 million yeah. pound outlay on two players which UEFA would have come straight in and gone you're out of the Champions League mm-hmm. so, but I, I think Mbappe in a few seasons would definitely go to one of the big clubs yeah Real Madrid or Barca or something like that the thing with that is he's a PSG fan that's why he wanted to go to PSG he grew up in Paris and it's not necessarily Real Madrid that want Mbappe it's Zidane so it's dependent on whether Zidane's still there next season yeah and there's rumours of him leading this season bit, despite well. the fact that he's won three Champions Leagues a lot of people have said well it's irrelevant because of your performance in the league Zidane's still going to end up leaving I can't well yeah I can't see Zidane going though not this season you, you, like I say, you can't win the Champions League and be sacked that, it's it makes sense. I don't know where we'd go. Yeah, that, that, would be, that would be my issue is who's available for who's him to go. go Give Arsene Wenger no. <laughs> a chance. I think what, we, finish seventh. <laughs> I think they would have liked Pochettino, but he's just signed a contract extension at Tottenham. So whether the keeps are done this year and then next year go and get Kane and Pochettino from Spurs. Yeah, there's not many high caliber managers out there that are looking for a move away. They all seem pretty settled. I can't think of one that could be possibly tempted we would move away no unless Conte but he, he's not a Real Madrid signing but he's the, he's the first one that comes to my head but even that would make sense but I said the biggest issue with signing Mbappe is you can't get Neymar and Mbappe PSG proved that last year it's, it's impossible to sign both of them in one transfer window mm-hmm. mentioned him a little bit and it's another typical transfer window for him Man United seems to be linked with every man in his dog. Who do you think they'll actually sign? It looks like they're going to sign Fred and William. Uh, yeah. So, there's two remains then. Alderweireld, apparently that's going to be finalised in a few few days, 55 million for him. I think which would be an amazing signing for United. I think that, I think you'd see Smalling or Jones, one or the other, being sold. I think it sounds two, like two, pro- that would probably suit Everton I think Everton would swoop in with one of them it sounds more likely that he wants to sell Bayer really? it's Bayer that's being linked with the move away not Jones and Smalling but Bayer's been the the better of them three uh, apparently not apparently Mourinho's lost faith in him that's why he wasn't playing in this season Jose just does what he wants oh, not happy with that it's like there were even talks last week about by going in the opposite direction as part of the Odd deal. Well, Tottenham would get a top class centre back right there. So it's if they do sign on the it'll be Bayer that leaves. I, I did it, it looks like all the Bayer's gonna go, it's a good signing. I'd I'd love him to come and partner Van Dyke at Liverpool. <laughs> I mean best two centre backs of the last four years in the Premier League, both for Liverpool, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but we need to spend that fifty five million on a keeper. So United are obviously heavy favourites for Bale. That opens the door for Martial to leave. Does it go to someone like Tottenham, who he's linked with, or Chelsea, or does it go to a foreign country? He could even be a backup to Real Madrid's plans if Bale was to come to United. I don't think Real Madrid would sign him. I, th- I think he'd stay in the Premier League just because he's probably not quite a championship player you know, like a, so a PSG Real Madrid Barcelona type player he's probably not quite there yet so the only teams that aren't at that level that can afford his wages are the top six in the Premier League yeah so it would be Chelsea or Spurs I think I mean maybe Arsenal but I don't see why they'd sign him with the front four they've got 
like the last thing we want us to do is go from a team where it's not playing to another team where it's not playing. You know, at least they play at Chelsea and Spurs. Or you'd imagine it would anyway. It's a strange one. I I really like Martial, and I think he'll be a good player for United if he stayed. But it's Mourinho. Yeah, he just does what he wants, doesn't he? He doesn't seem to. I think it's I think it's scandalous that the biggest rumours leaving United are Martial and Rashford, yeah. two of the brightest things at United. But because he misused them last season, they want week in week out football. He's going to lose one of them. That's the issue. Is you never needed Sanchez. No, you had two players there that could have done what Sanchez has done. I mean, what, given what Sanchez has done since he came in, you had two players there better than Sanchez. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think Sanchez was literally just a case of don't let your main rivals have him because he's got potential to be one of the best players in the Premier League. So instead of City having him, we'll have him. So you can't use him against us. But I think that shows the difference in Manchester United from when Fergie was there. Because when Fergie did it, it worked. It was Berbatov, off. It was Van Persie that he stopped Man City from getting. Yeah. And they came in and had a positive impact. I think if they'd have really looked at Sanchez, they they should have been more than happy to let him go to Man City. Because mm-hmm. what he showed at Arsenal and even at times at Barcelona is that when he's not happy, he's more than happy to chuck his. Tires out of Bram and disrupt the entire squad. Go to Man City. Please do that at Man City. That, that's exactly what we need. We need a player like that at Man City to disrupt that squad. So why they went and spent so much money on him and all it did was disrupt their own squad. Because like I say, because now they're losing two of the best young players in Europe, in Marshall and Rashford, because neither of them are happy because they're not playing football because of it. He had the opposite effect of what he needed to do. He should have just let him go to Man City. Fergie would have never signed him. Fergie would have let him go to Man City. He'd have took that risk because of his attitude. And I, I, I think that's the difference between Manchester United and the Fergie and Manchester United now, is they've lost that tactical analysis when it comes to signing players. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think you've said much wrong there. I, think, I don't think Sanchez is ever going to play better than the level he's playing at, at the moment. I think his best days are probably behind him. Yeah. It was a big name signing. It wasn't the correct signing at the time. They should have just let him go or rot at Arsenal go to City or rot at Arsenal and carried on plugging along with Martial and Rashford uh, because he didn't change anything when he came in he got the equaliser against Tottenham in the semi-final but he wasn't great in the final He hasn't. I've not seen him have a good game yet I think Sanchez will eventually be a good signing for United I, Sanchez has got potential to be a brilliant player at United I think he just needed that transitional get used to the tactics, mm-hmm. get on Mourinho's wavelength. You know, you're not the number one star. You're not going to have it your own way. It's my rules, or you, you're gone, you don't play. Mourinho's shown that you don't care who you are. If you're not playing well for me, I'll, I'll venture. Is that not a problem at United, though? Because you've got players there with the players their potential could challenge Man City, and yet I still wouldn't give you a chance of getting anywhere near Man City next year. But... If your players aren't performing well, what you're supposed to do with them, just keep playing them. But why aren't they performing well? Is it, beca- is it because there's an issue with the manager? Is it because they're arguing with the manager? Like he's, like he's brought in Sanchez and one of the times his best thing was his work rate. So Mourinho signed him and thought, I'd be fine. The problem is Sanchez's work rate was all done on the front line. It was the high press. Whereas Mourinho wants him to use that same work rate to track back. Sanchez has never tracked back in his life. So why are you expecting to also do it? He's, he's, he basically signed him and said, well, John, you used to run across the front line all the time and you never stopped doing it. I want you to do that, but just down the left wing. 
in the sense of, well, I'm not a defender. I don't mind harrowing defenders, but I'm not going to track back. And if the right back comes, I'm not going with him. And there's the issue. You know, look at Pogba, isn't a defensive midfielder. Asking him to be a defensive midfielder isn't going to work. That's why he doesn't play well, because he's not a defensive midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder. Whenever he's played as an attacking midfielder with two in behind him, with Herrera and Matic behind him, Pogba's looks like an £80 million midfielder, because that's his game. And it's, it, I think it's an issue with the manager asking players to do something that they're not built to do. Yeah, I think, I think with Mourinho it's a case of he's either too much discipline or not enough discipline. There's either too much discipline so the players are reacting negatively uh, for it or there's not enough discipline and he's letting the players kind of do what they want and not really sticking to a game plan. I think it's definitely there's too much discipline. So obviously what Mourinho's done to the players benching him and stuff like that, he's not letting him play their own game to a certain extent while sticking to the game plan, which, you know, you look at a team like City that won the league, Sonny and Sterling, stuck to the game plan, but they still, you know, drifted in. He still did what they wanted to do on the wings and there was a lot of free form at the front line for Sir. So I think a lot needs to change at United for him to be title contenders again. I don't think the the answer is necessarily as simple as going spending a load of money again. No, it's not. It's not. I think it's just a, it's just throwing money at a situation that, I mean, you've both said it, we all know what's wrong. The players aren't being played in the correct position. Mm. They're not being told to do the job that they've been signed for. I mean, the only part, Matic has played where you'd expect Matic to play. He's had a, I mean, people rant and rave about him. He's had a decent season. I don't think he's been overly great. Um, he's just done what he needed to do. He's not done anything extra. Yeah, and he, he some days he's, he's red hot and other days he just lulls about on the ball and gets caught and can't pick a pass. So I think you've got to look at Matic on the decline as well. So what with the, the problem with Martial and Rashford going is they players that are going to grow into top players. Yeah. Not players like Sanchez, Matic, who are probably kind of regressing in their level of play. You could, especially with the age of them two players as well, you could mould them into the players you want them to be. Yeah. Well, that was my biggest problem with the San Marini was I said it was going to kill Rashford mm-hmm. because Marino doesn't have a track record of being able to bring young players through. He loses patience. He doesn't have the patience for young players. He wants instant success. And one of the questions I've asked about United is who's signing the players? Matic was a Mourinho signing. Mm-hmm. That is clear. The other players don't seem like Mourinho signings. So who's signing the players? Is it Mourinho? Because if it is, why is he buying them? Because they're quite clear. Because when he's buying them, he's, he's buying the wrong players for what he needs which isn't Mourinho-esque. That's not what he does. He goes and signs players like Matic that will win in the title. The issue is, is so if he's not signing the players, why are the recruitment not asking him? I think at United, especially since Fergie left, is, I think it's a case of the board have a sign-in, manager has a sign-in. I'll have one, you have one. I'll have one, you have one. No, I think Mourinho's the only one that's been able to demand that. But the signings? Mm. I don't, I don't think Moyes and Van Gaal necessarily had a, a huge say. I think Mourinho's had more of a say. I think Van Gaal had a bit more of a say when he signed players like Daley Blind. 
I, I, th- I think they give him a couple, but to me, a lot of signings since Fergie's left have looked like club signings. Moise signing Fellaini. That's not a Man United signing. That's what, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. But I think the majority look like club signings. That's what. I, but that's that's my point. I think a manager is allowed to have maybe one or two that he wants. The rest of the board. And I think we'll see that this year. I think we'll only like William. He's going to be a Jose signing. Fred's not. See, Fred seems like another Sanchez is don't like Boltzmann. Yeah, City. they're already strong enough. Exactly. So I think we'll see a, quite a bit. Like Bale, if he went, that's not Jose signing. That's a club signing. So I think mm. I think there'll be a few of them. I think at the end of the window. Say United sign five players, you'll be able to clearly see which two Jose picked and which three the club picked. But that, for me, is one of the reasons why I can rule Man United out of the title race. Because Jose Ruiz, like, Arsenal brought in Emery to be a coach for players that they bring in. Mourinho is a manager that needs to bring in his own players. So if the club are bringing in players like Sanchez and Pogba that aren't Mourinho players, they're not going to succeed because that means that their biggest players aren't playing in the way that Mourinho wants them to. Mm. So Mourinho needs full control over transfers. Like if, if, if Mourinho, if I, I, th- I always think a manager should have full control. Mm-hmm. If, if I believed that Mourinho had full control over transfers this summer, I'd be worried about what Man United can do this season. I don't believe he does. So mm. which is why I think I can roll him out because he's not. He's shown that he isn't a coach of players because there's too many scenarios like you rushed into my shells this year. It shows that he's not a very good player coach. He's not a very good man manager, but he's a brilliant tactical manager. But that means he needs to sign his own players because he needs to know who he can bring in who will do the job that he needs them to do. Like William. William is a brilliant signing for Mourinho. They're going to sign Bale as well. It's a waste of time bringing in William because the borders will say we're paying Sanchez 350000 we're paying Bale 350000 Why play William over him 400000 I think... That's the biggest issue with Man United at the minute, is who's in control. Before we end transfer talk, just it's always a big debate on whether you strengthen your team or leave it how it is. We mentioned it quite a bit in this podcast. City, obviously, title winners. Got a very good, strong squad, not just starting eleven. Do they need strengthening in any areas? And do you see them bringing in a few players or...? Do you think they'll just buy a few players for the bench, like a backup to Mendy and stuff like that? I think they'll spend, they'll, they'll buy someone. I don't think they'll go over the top. I don't know anyone that is necessarily linked with City. Mares is apparently going to complete his deal for £75 million. £75, £75 million for Mares, which for me is a strange one considering the season that Sané and Sterling have had. Why spend the £75 million? Is that competition? Million? At the minute, on paper, their only competition is Bernardo Silva. So you need you need two players to challenge the two positions on the starting eleven. That's fine. I, I think Sonny and Sterling are react to that and that's fine. My issue would be Mares. He doesn't strike me as the type of player who will be happy in that scenario. If I, I would have thought if he's going, he's assuming he's starting. I think Mares will be happy knowing that he's at a big club. Possibly, but I don't know, he just strikes me as the type of player who because you're, you're at a bigger club you're naturally going to be looked at in a different way and it's like you said before with uh, when you were talking about Liverpool all it takes is one injury Mara starts 10 games and you know it gives the manager something to worry about 
you need that competition and I think 75 million in today's market is a decent amount to spend on Mahrez I think that's expensive and I don't think he'll challenge to get in that too I think they've got other options to play in those positions like who? Already, well Jesus can play on the wing can't he? so you've already got him as an option but then you'd need to get another striker no Aguero you've got Aguero that's the point is they've got Aguero and they've, Jesus they've only, yeah but like I say you need that competition so if you're thinking about or if he gets injured or I need to change something Jesus going on the wing and then something happens to Aguero what's your option then? you shift Jesus inside and play Silver on the wing you've also got a not many options that one. Foden can play out there I think he's more than that. Pep is more than happy to change his system to fit the players that he's got available as well. It's not as though he has to play four three three. He's more than happy to change his system, Pep. So if he loses Silva and Sane, he can go to the top. Or if he loses three of his wingers, so he's only got Guerrero and Sterling left, he'll change his system, go to the top, play De Bruyne behind them. See, I I always see Pep as someone who always has quite a small squad, mm. and if there is an injury crisis, he'll bring younger players in. yeah and then they play a good, I see what you're saying I'm not trying to have a go <laughs> I'm just saying that the way Pep works I don't think he necessarily needs a, a wealth of options that, that drive of competition in every position yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think he yeah like I said I don't think he needs 22 mm-hmm. like two starting 11s mm-hmm. necessarily because when I think back to him Barca, he, he had, played the same eleven week in week out. Didn't and if someone he just brought someone through, and obviously they'd be amazing, yeah. So I don't know, mate. I mean, I think they're definitely going to sign the left back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I think, think I don't think they're going to have complete faith in Delph doing it all over again. If Mendy gets another injury, I think he admitted that because I think he said didn't he during the season that they should have signed another left back. Yeah, I think another holding midfielder wouldn't go amiss unless with the you know, saying that with Delph being removed from the left back situation he's an option for they've got options you know, Fernandinho I mean Fernandinho's 32 so maybe that's what they'll look at his you know his age I think possibly they'll, they'll probably look at the age of Fernandinho and Silva and say we possibly need a younger bod to come in who can play both roles basically mm. I mean they've got Gundogan they've got Delph Silva. I think Bernardo Silva is a natural replacement for David Silva. Silva you know, yeah. They've got, like I say, they've got Foden. They'll yeah. come in and replace Silva. So I think they've got options in those positions. I think the youth system at City is going to show eventually because they invested a lot of money mm-hmm. about, what, five years ago? Yeah, I think. Obviously, Foden's the first one, but I think eventually it's going to start coming through like. Um, his name that played left back Sinchenko yeah he well, started playing a few games as he's, well. a, he's apparently leaving this where's he going yeah. where's he going to look to but that's, that's it though that's the youth system working because he is good enough is to that, be at a, another club I, no, for me that isn't the youth system working the youth system working is bringing players through that can play in your starting 11 like Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool that is Liverpool's youth system working we've now got a a local lad from who's come through our youth system from the age of six in our starting eleven, he's earned that place. And that that is your youth system working. The class of '92 is your youth system working. Players coming through, players getting to a point where you can sell them for five million. That isn't your youth system working. It's, work, it's their youth system working to the extent of their creating starting eleven players. Whereas before the money came in, but, they, they weren't. 
But doing if, that to if, Sinchen- if, if Sinchenko was a starting eleven player, why are they selling him? That's not the youth system. That's his aim. Yeah, I agree. I think he should start keep eleven player, and then they won't need to sign a backup left back. He's not a left back. That's the issue. He's not a left back. He's a winger. He did a decent job at left back, <laughs> which is why they want the left back because they had players who came and did them a job in Dolphin Sinchenko. Well, that solved the my competition for Sanyo still, but. The they, should, they should keep him I agree with you yeah, that'll, be, that'll be the reason why they're selling him is because they're bringing in Maris for that competition true it's very but, true but like I say that's not how that's not how you use system your use system should be built to create starting 11 players for other teams your use system is there to create starting 11 players for you so you don't have to spend 200 million in a transfer market because you've got players there ready to do your job from the use system well it works one of two ways doesn't it what did you say 5 million for him I'm not sure how much it is, but what I'm, my point was, I suppose if you sell him for 60 million, yeah, fine. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're not going to because he's not starting for Man City, so it will be five at most 10 million. Yeah, the youth system at City is to produce first team players, but if you look at someone like, if we talk about Stoke, if they brought a player for it and sold him, for, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, but like you say, they spend 200 million on the youth system at Man City now. Sure, they might look at it as well. We need to sell X amount of players at five million a piece, and then we've made that 200 mm-hmm. million. That should be about there's 200 million. We've signed, but I don't think that is their strategy. I know that's what I mean. Your strategy should be is we want 400 million pound players to come from that yeah. system that play in our first team. That's how your system should work. Mm-hmm. I think that's eventually what it's going to be, and I think Phil Folden's proof of that. I don't think they've got any intention of selling him and I think they've got full intention of playing him in a lot more matches next season because mm-hmm. again he could be a natural replacement for David Silver as well well you'd like to think that that's what it'll be used for but we got to the end of the day you know, everyone was saying he should have been he could have been used a lot more this season we got to the end of the last day where if he didn't play against Southampton he wasn't going to get a medal hopefully next season he'll get more game time and he'll actually earn his medal I think he will but it, it's one player like I say the amount of money that Man City have invested on that's what I'm saying it's in the next few seasons you'll see more of these players come through like they've put a lot of them on the bench they've not used them but they've put a lot of them on the bench ready and waiting I think they had um, a young striker as well who played one or two games during the season who's from the youth system so it's it's getting there for City obviously it's paying off and you know, this city group family thing that they've got going is obviously working. So, you know, it it will pay off and I think eventually City will be I hate to say it, but City will be the next United in terms of giving the youth a chance and playing the youth more like they did when Fergie were there. I don't think they will. I, I think it comes down to how long Pep stays. Yeah. If Pep stays for a long time, they will be that. Mm. But if he, I mean, he's just signed a new contract, hasn't he? But yeah. what do contracts matter in football? Oh, exactly. He's he going to take a disastrous season, yeah. though, for him to get sacked now. Well, he won't more, get sacked. He'll leave on his gets, own card. More if he gets another offer, it's he usually doesn't spend more than you know, he spends what three or four years at the club, doesn't he? So mm-hmm. he'd be going against the Motor State City for a long time. But even that, like the signing of Maris suggests that youth isn't his priority yeah. because. He's got three good wingers there, another player who can play in the wing position. And like you say, he's got the likes of Foden and Sinchenko coming through from the youth who could easily do a job there. Yeah, he's going to spend 75 million on what seems like a squad player. 
if I was a City fan, the only time I'd worry about Pep leaving would be when City win the Champions League. Pep seems to be the type of manager that wants to win everything he can. And when he feels like he can't do it, if he hasn't done it, that's when he'll leave. But City are gearing up for a Champions League final, at least, in the next few years. If he wins that, that's when I'll be like, mm, Pep could leave now. I think they should be, if, if the Barca job comes up available again. you think he'll go back? Yeah, I think he'll go back. He seems to be, again, this is my opinion, seems to be the type of manager that wants fresh new challenges all the time. But saying that, in three years, that Barcelona job will be a fresh new challenge because Messi won't be there anymore. That is very true, actually. Mainly in Barcelona, the force they were without Messi. That's the ultimate challenge for him, I think. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. the luxuries have gone, yeah. to go back and build it again. Barca's yeah, in right. his blood. You know, yeah. it, it'd be hard for him to turn it down again, I think. Yeah. He, he won't go there this summer because he's got a project at Man City, but after five years at Man City, regardless of where he's at in his stage in Man City, if Barcelona came in and said, We need you. We need you because we've lost Messi. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's, that's going to be massive when that eventually happens. Because Barca don't strike me planned for that kind of reality no I mean when you look at the mm. transfers that they made when they sell Neymar, like Neymar took them as a shock and they went and just spent 150 million on two players in Coutinho and Dembele and they still haven't figured out why they did that because Dembele is a messy replacement mm-hmm. not a Neymar replacement Coutinho was an Iniesta replacement not so, so they never actually replaced Neymar with the Neymar money so it seems like they were two impulse buys. Yeah. And even when you look now, it's the big money, the big one will be linked with is Griezmann. Well, he's a striker like Suarez, or at best a right winger yeah. like Messi. So again, mm-hmm. it seems like they're just spending money for the sake of spending it at the minute because mm-hmm. they feel like they need to. How old is Suarez now? Thirty-two, I think. There you go. Messi Suarez a similar kind of. Mm. Places PK's going to go. be on his way out soon as well. PK goes in, Iesta's gone, Chabby's gone. Busquets Busquets is, is getting on. Mm. Jordi Alba's not young, is he? 20, like 20. Yeah, 28, I think. So in a few seasons, that's going to be a tough challenge, though. I mean, that's when. Obviously, the transfers will show you how it's transitioning. Coutinho's a big plus and stuff their, like that. Their but, squad has gone under the radar because Real Madrid is older. Yeah. Everybody mm. talks about the aging squad at Real Madrid. So it Yes, you forget that actually Barcelona's squad is an aging squad as well because they're all a couple of years younger than what they are at Real Madrid. Yeah, but you you look at Madrid. I think Madrid are used to quick kind of solutions. Yeah, yeah. Quick, yeah the history of the Galactico signings are all quick turnarounds, whereas Barca grow the players usually build from within, don't they? So we don't know. They might be just some absolute wonder kids coming through. Yeah. You never know, do you? Know? But, the issue is that they, they've tried to sign a couple of them and they haven't worked out. Mm. You know, they've thought they've, they've brought in a couple of young players, 18, 19, put them in the B team, and then they've ended up moving them on. And also, they, they seem to look like Thiago Alcantara should have been your, your shabby yeah. replacement, and for some reason they sold him to Pep. Mm. Yeah, because Pep knew what it was, but Barcelona were willing to sell him for what was relatively cheap money at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's what. We're not entirely sure what's going on with the transfer side with Barca. They probably don't have the same ability that Real Madrid do in the market. Yeah. So well, I, I, I see that as when Pep finishes, when he gets City to the 
the place he, he wants to be and he wants them to be. That's where I see him going. Yeah. I see him going back. That's yeah, like I said, I didn't think of I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. That's a massive challenge. Because they might have won the league, but it's been messy. The messy show again, hasn't it? Like, yeah. When he goes, big boost for that. Definitely. Players like Iniesta and Chubby just going away over time. You don't replace them kind of players. Over no. Time. If you've not got plans, long-term plans, you're in for a big hit. That'll do it for this week, lads. Been a good chat, even though there's only been two matches so far. But I'd like to thank you for joining us. Been joined by me, the host, Rob Dyson. Also, Michael. See you later. And Brown, how was uh, your first time on the podcast? Very nice, uh, very accommodating, comfy seats. Yeah, it's only me here. Lovely to him. Probably have you on the first episode next season. That's <laughs> fine. So yeah, that's it for this week. Make sure to join us next week on our pre-recorded England special. Thanks for joining us. Join us next time for another episode of That's What I'm Talking About.